We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Rob Hummel. He's home. I'm still in Bloomington. I'm still in Bloomington. Uh, we're going on six days. Uh, three different hotels, Rob. Three different hotels, six days. I mean, ne- never you can, leave. You can rate them all. You can let us know where I, the I best place to stay in the city is. I'm at the graduate now. I think the graduate's the best spot. Good good spot. You can't get, you can't get rewards, though, at the graduate. Very true. Very true. That but is the courtyard here. The courtyard here had a bad experience. So Marriott points for the courtyard, not going to happen in Bloomington. Not worth it, huh? Um, listen, we, we, we first got to talk about the statue, the Robbie Hummel statue. And, you're and such, an, search you're such an idiot, dude. And so is Doster. The two biggest morons running around West Lafayette <laughs> with their phones. And apparently it looks like an editor, too. Yes. Trevor I was impressed that you got Coach Paint to do that. That was impressive. How great and, was he? And Chris I, Kramer. No, no, he was good. He was Painter good. was elite level. The way the way he responded in his facial expression when I asked him if he would reach in his wallet uh, to help pay for the statue. Well, he he's become an experience of this. He did the Caleb first elf stuff this year. I mean, he's he's proving himself to be very capable in front of the camera. Would he have ever done this, Rob? Rob, ten, the difference of Matt Painter over the years, when when you played for him, would he ever have been this loose, this – I mean, he's so comfortable in his own skin now, it's crazy. Yeah, probably not. But you have to think, he was trying to build a program. He was trying to set a foundation. He was trying to build toughness. And you don't do that, I guess, by doing elf videos. This is the same guy that at the NCAA tournament, we did rebound war at <laughs> – you know, like we were doing rebounding drills at the NCAA open practices, and you'd watch like Baylor's doing dunk contests, oh and like goodness. they're doing like all this shooting half court shots. And most teams don't do much at the media practice. Oh, no, most teams do nothing. We did a rebound a rebounding drill, and we're like <laughs> killing each other, which you got to respect. I mean, hey, he was, but he was new. I mean, he was trying to set the tone, and and yeah, um, I was impressed that that you got him to do that. I was thinking, actually, who at Purdue should have a legitimate statue? I kept coming back. Glenn Robinson should have a statue there. Yes, yes I would agree with that. I mean, the big dog is kind of what you think of when you well, think He's an of iconic Purdue. college player, right. much like the Fab Five, yep. yeah, much right. like 
that that type of a an impact. And you've said like it's not like Big Dog has some great like relationship with with Purdue anymore. He's not around a ton. No, it's it's better because Coach Payne is the coach. I think not that he had any beef with Coach Katie. I just think he played with Coach Payne. Um, I just think he's he's not around a ton. He's not around. No, I met him one time, and it was because he came to our game in Atlanta. I just broke in my hand, and and Glenn Robertson the third was on our team. So I, that's the only time I've ever met Big Dog. Yeah, well, we, we had fun doing the, the the whole bit about the statue. If you haven't seen it already, make sure you, you check out uh, my Twitter account or the Field of 68 because, again, some of the best acting performances ever. Def and Rob were by far the worst actors. Zach Chris Edie Kramer, Sophie, Sophie Kramer yeah. were both good. Edie was good. Coach Payne was good. Just the two knuckleheads here were, were shitty. <laughs> so good, though. So good. Uh, everybody was shocked, by the way. Everybody's like, is Goodman standing on a chair when I'm talking to Zach Eady? And I'm like, I, like, I was in the mall yesterday in Bloomington, and a guy looks at me. He's like, you're much bigger than I thought you were. How I'm tall like, well, are you? 6'1"? No, I'm like 6'3". I'm like, no, six, you're three. not. Don't, don't give me that 6'1". You're, you're on this basketball player thing, even though you didn't play, and you're trying to inflate your height by a good inch or inch and a half. I'm bigger than Doster. And Doster's yeah, but Doster's like five ten. No, he's like six one, six two. Telling you, I'm six. I'm telling you, the real thing to do if you're actually tall is to underlist yourself, so that when people see you, I guess you get that type of reaction. (laughs) Like when you'd see Garnett and he's seven one, he's listed six eleven. You're like, whoa. Is that what you do with your vertical? Is that what you do with your nineteen and a half vertical? I'm gonna send you and Doster every dunk that I've ever had. And that's going to prove that, should that it take, was not... hey, That should take me about 30 seconds to watch. No way. In high school, I was hanging on rims. In college, I bet I had at least 15 dunks in my career at Purdue. Maybe more. Maybe more. Look at it already. Maybe more. I might have had 20. I bet I had 20 dunks. Like I said, 20 dunks. It'll take have you. Seconds. Have you dunked in an, in an NBA game? I have never dunked. No, I've not then, dunked. Then you can shut the hell up. I have not dunked Doster. Since... I think I dunked when I was about 16 years old. Unless there's video, I don't believe that. There wasn't video back then. It was like black and white TV. What year did you go to high school? Uh, no, I went. It was probably like 1988. So uh, yeah, there was video, but we didn't have we didn't have cell phones. Dang, I wasn't even born then. So I'm saying old. we didn't have cell phones when I got to college, Rob, at Arizona. That was when I remember my my roommate was a bookie, so. <laughs> I would be betting on games. And if I had like a really good week, I, I would get this, the, the big cell phones that they, they came in like a bag, the, bricks. the bag phones, the bricks. Yeah. So I would have that. And then I'd have a bad week gambling and I have to shut the thing off. And then you'd pay like a certain amount to, to be able to kind of reset the service, re re-implement the service. So it was like a roller coaster ride all year. Does this have something to do with you dunking? No, nothing. Zero. I was just how did you get to that? I was trying to divert the attention away from (laughs) I was gonna say, what does that have to do with you dunking a basketball? (laughs) Nothing, absolutely nothing at all. But anyway, um, I have fun at Purdue, though. I have fun. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I forgot I haven't been at Purdue since I don't know, it's probably been about five years. You know, again, the pandemic you forget kind of changes everything, and you go all the time, but I haven't been in about five years. I saw him in Portland, obviously, earlier this year, seen him on the road over the last few years. But I will say this, the student section, 4,800, 
uh, is as good as any student section in the entire country. And I probably would include Texas Tech to me has been one over the last few years for me. Now they're, they're mean, they're mean. Purdue fans aren't mean like that, but man, are they unbelievable? Yeah, no, they are. It's an incredible atmosphere. And I told the story the other day, remember the video game, the EA sports video game, NCAA March Madness. It went until I think my junior year, that was the last year, Oh, nine or 10. And in the game, you would play at certain different places. And of course we'd always play with, with our own team and you know, you'd play with Purdue and they rated the top 25 atmospheres or venues in college basketball. And Purdue was not in the top 25. And I remember we would talk about it and say, we go to all these places and Michigan state is awesome. And Illinois is, it's a lot of good big 10. No, no, no. The big 10 is probably as good as anywhere. Maybe the big 12, you could say is up there as well, but those two leagues, Pretty much everywhere. I was at Northwestern the other night for the Indiana game, and I took my headset off to do the interview, and I could not believe the atmosphere. Really? I mean, it was at just Northwestern. like, Whoa. yes, wow. it was so loud, and the, the game was really good. And but, anyways, Purdue wasn't even in the top twenty-five. So, like, if you were in a top twenty-five venue during free throws for the opponents, the stadium would like rattle, and your controller would shake. And it's amazing how far it's come. Because I was, I was thinking, and we all thought this is an oversight. The, the, we have a venue that should be in that top 25, but nationally it's not known. Now nationally it is known. And I, I also think, think five. that – I think it's top five, Rob. I, I think it go, might be in the top three or four. I really do. I, I would go – Fog Allen's the best, I think. Yes, yes. Kansas is number one. And like Duke, I was at Duke Carolina a couple of weeks ago. It's I don't think good. I don't think Duke's better than Purdue. I really don't. I don't either. I don't either anymore. Yeah. And, and, and even this – now – what makes Duke different is Small. where where the students are placed. That's true, and that and I I have sort of a little bit of a beef with Purdue's. Yep. There's some cool things you can do with splitting the student section, yep. but when the student section was on the one end and they were directly behind the visitors bench and it went all the way up, and it still does in a way, but it used to be when you'd walk out there to run on the floor, you would look right down the tunnel. And it was so intimidating to see just a total wall of people like that. It was really cool. And I, I think that there are some cool things with the split, but I, I liked it better when it was all on one end. But Duke does have, much like Michigan State, the students are right around the floor. And that does create a cool atmosphere and an intimidating deal for for opposing teams. Like Indiana, I went the night before at Assembly, and it was a noon tip. You were there. It was a noon tip. So – and it was, you know, it just wasn't as good. It, just, it was a good atmosphere, yeah. but it, I've been there. For, I was there for Duke, Indiana, for the yeah. Marco Killingsworth, DJ White teams. Reddick had 35. Unbelievable game. I visited. I was a junior in high school or a sophomore high school. No, junior. Junior in high school. And I thought the roof was going to come off. I've played in games there where I felt that way. You know, Jordan Holes yeah. hit a three with like. Yeah, what would you th- say? What would you say the other day that was like one to ten on an I Indiana? would say that was a six for Indiana. Yeah. Okay, so I caught it. Again, I haven't been here in a while for a game. Yeah. So it probably depends on the day, but I, I think we would agree. Kansas is one. I might put – I mean, Texas Tech on its best day, man, is – No, I've been there when it's good. I, it is a good environment. But I the thing about Purdue is that they sell out Christmas break games. Right, right. What other teams are doing that? Well, they, they have a many. deal. My daughter said she went for, for Purdue-Indiana women's game, and she said it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, she said part of the deal for the women's games is, I guess, 
in order to be in in the certain section for the men's games, you have oh, to they had a like a, a prerequisite type yeah. thing that you had yeah. to do. Interesting. Yeah, they listen. Bottom line is, uh, West Lafayette is is awesome. It's it's definitely a top five venue for me and a major home court advantage that honestly I kind of forgot about until I went there and I'm like, all right, these freshmen. I can yeah. see the difference between playing at home or in a neutral court and then going into a, a tough environment. Now, they've won a lot of good road games early in Big Ten play. But I think that environment, that atmosphere, get your confidence up, too. I mean, that's worth four or five points, isn't it? Yeah, especially for the young players. Um, and I think the road home splits in the Big Ten this year have been wild. Maryland, Indiana, uh, Iowa. It doesn't surprise There's... you, does it? Does no, because good? every every arena is good. Yes. There aren't like really it's, bad. It's great I, on your end, right? It's great on your end, and then it's so difficult on the other end. So you're talking about two of the biggest discrepancies yeah. in the Big Ten. And I think this year it's been even more amplified in the league because the splits aren't normally like this. I mean, there's some teams that are super different on the road. And I, I'm fascinated. We, we're recording this on Tuesday right before – six o'clock and I, i'm fascinated to see if indiana can can put together a decent performance on the road tonight because they have not they yep. haven't been able to do that they they have really even in, now give them credit they've won a couple of those games minnesota michigan but think about maryland um think about their their last they scored 60 points in northwestern they, they have not been good on the road all right let's get down to some uh real business here and uh alabama uh today earlier today uh, it came out that uh, Darius Miles, uh, one of their players, again, it's been out there for a while, that uh, he's involved in in a, in a murder charge right now uh, in which, uh, again, um, he didn't pull the trigger, but he was a part of, of a situation in which uh, somebody was killed. And today it came out that Brandon Miller and Jaden Bradley, two of the freshmen, were, were there that night, were there prior to uh, this happening, and then uh, Miles asked Brandon Miller to come back and bring him. Uh, I don't. He didn't use the word "gun." It, it was. It was another word, uh, slang word. That was via. That was via text message, correct? Correct. He texted him, and, and and Brandon Miller brought brought his car. I think brought his car back, or drove. I think he left it in Brandon Miller's car, if I'm correct here. Brought the car back. Uh, supposedly, never actually touched the gun. Miles grabbed the gun and eventually, obviously, was the weapon in the murder. Um, Nate Oates didn't handle it great earlier today. Uh, one of his quotes was, wrong place at the wrong time. Um, you know, again. Jeff, wrong place, wrong time is those kids in East Lansing. That is wrong place, wrong time. Or in a movie theater when somebody comes in and, and does what we see in this country all too often. That yeah. is being in the wrong place at the wrong time. That is a horrific quote. Yeah. It's a it's a horrific no quote. No doubt. No doubt. And I think he, if, if he had to do it all over again, I don't think he would have said it. Uh, somebody close to him told me that, you know, basically got out of practice, found out about this. There was there were court hearings today um, about the, the whole situation with 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 Miles and Miller and, and Bradley. Uh, and, he, and he wasn't really prepared for this at all. He didn't know exactly what happened uh, in court and probably, again, uh, said some things, used some words that he shouldn't have used. Uh, again, I would say to me, I think a lot of people are being too critical on Nate Oates and, you know, some of the things they're saying right now about him. Again, here's what I would say. 
Darius Miles, obviously done. We know that and and was part of a murder, whether it was self-defense. I don't know. All that will come out certainly in a trial here. Brandon Miller, I think the bottom line is Alabama, Rob, would not have cleared this kid. And obviously uh, law enforcement cleared him to be able to play. If you're Nate Oates, if you're the coach, whatever coach it is, you're basically going on what what it, people are telling you from above at this point, right? What, whether it's a sexual assault case, whether it's a murder, yes. whatever to, it is. To get yourself coaches, to where you're not liable. It would be, what course. do we do? Yes. Right. What do we do? I'm going to, you tell me what I can do. And that's what I'm going to do. And again, he was cleared. Brandon Miller, obviously the law enforcement didn't feel like he had any knowledge that Darius miles, his teammate was going to be involved. This weapon was going to be involved in a murder. Um, and they played him. And again, I, I think it's, uh, we'll obviously see what else comes out in the trial here going forward. Uh, but I don't think Nate Oates did anything here uh, other than if you want to say, hey, listen, he recruited a kid uh, that was part of a murder. Then you can what say was his that. quote, Jeff. He said that the kids were the kids were out. The college kids go out. Yeah. College kids go out on every campus. Yeah. Every team has guys go out. And the result does not happen. What no doubt heard in Tuscaloosa. That no night. question. No, Th- question. that is not an excuse for how this happened. And then I read a tweet where it said he consulted Ray Lewis. Is, yeah, is I that guess real? Must, yeah, I think so. I think he, he called Ray Lewis. I, I mean, know. how does that look? This is a PR nightmare disaster. Nightmare. Yes. I, I am like shocked at how poorly this is. And, and the situation is awful. Somebody lost their life. You have three players involved in it, and it's come out this way. I, I just I am I'm at a loss for words. And I think that instead of you look at these college coaches in situations like this, and I think everybody hopes that they rise to the occasion and they do the right thing. And I'm not saying he didn't do the right thing because I don't totally know all the details, but he sure as hell hasn't said the right thing. This has been a nightmare for Alabama. No, he's definitely – listen, he's handled it poorly in terms of the words he's chosen, but I don't – until it comes out that he's like Greg Heyer. Right? No, 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 and I agree. I'm not saying that they should fire him. I, I and, and I don't know all the details. I have read There's a few things. There's been nothing out there that he's tried to cover anything up or anything of that ilk, right? I mean, again. But he did like, say that he knew that, that these guys were at the scene and you continue to play them. And then when it comes they've out. they've been cleared. Because they've been cleared. I guess that is true because legally they have been cleared. Right? It's just a, it's an do? awful Rob. it's an awful situation. I agree, but I, I just can't believe that Alabama has butchered this the way that they have. Yeah, well, again, I mean, I, I think certainly what they needed to do today was hold off uh, putting NATO it's out there. Yeah, and I, I thought the Ray Lewis thing was a joke when I read it. Because yeah, I don't know think if about that's the 100% true. I, I don't know. Yeah, if, if it is, that makes this look even worse. <laughs> like, and Alabama, what? listen. Alabama is a team that right now we're putting in a, in, in a group that has a chance to win the whole thing. And Brandon Miller is a kid that we're putting in a group that has a chance to be a first team all American. And, and not even that and beyond and beyond Jeff, his, his life is set up. He has been gifted with incredible talents and he's also worked very hard. Like you have to work very hard to get to this level. All he has to do is not, screw up like this yeah and he will have an incredible life you know what i mean like you will have the ability to do things that everyone dreams of 
It's just, it's sad all around. No, it's, it's, it, listen, it's, it's a, a terrible poor situation. decision. Obviously, it's a poor decision by a freshman in college who was probably trying to help out his, or thought he was trying to help out his teammate. And obviously, he wasn't, right? Obviously, if he had to do it all over again, you're not bringing the car there with a gun in. You're not. And, and that yeah. would have saved Darius Miles' potentially his future as well because he could be going and, to and jail. Let's not forget, long. someone is dead. They don't like respond. They're dead. They don't. They don't get another chance at this. Yeah, that's right. No, you're so right. This, is, this whole situation is terrible. It's, it's really sad. sad. Yep, it is. It is. No doubt about it. Um, how much do you think on on a different note? They've been able to still be pretty good after knowing all of this, right? Darius Miles, your teammate, is going to face trial. They probably had a pretty good idea that was going to happen. Um, you know, they knew Brandon Miller and, and, and Jaden Bradley were, you know, were there and that something might come out. They've still been pretty darn good over the course of the season, even after this happened. I mean, they've had a couple slip-ups, but they're they're 23 and four overall. Uh, they're in first place in, in the SEC at 13 and one. Does this does this kind of alter that trajectory? Does does this become a major distraction now? Yeah, it, it very well could. I don't know. I, I think that you talk about you hear coaches talk about all the time how the players need to tune out outside distractions and, and all this. Well, now they have the ultimate distraction. I mean, this is there's no bigger distraction than this. So uh, we don't know for a fact. They, it certainly could affect them, but th- this is this is pretty shocking to see today. It really was. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's move on to a team that you've seen in person multiple times that very few have, and that's the Houston Cougars. That's a team that also, like Alabama, you put in that that first tier, right? Purdue, Houston, Alabama. I think Kansas has now moved itself into that first tier. I think there's four teams to me. Uh, and now I worry about Alabama. I really do. Uh, but Houston, my pick to win this whole thing now. Preseason, it was UCLA. Now, if you give me one team that I'm going to put all my money on, I, I think I would put it on Kelvin Sampson and the Houston Cougars. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, <laughs> I really like their team, too. I think the American doesn't test you the way that Kansas is going to be tested or Purdue is going to be tested. Um, you know, certainly Memphis gave them a game in, in in the Fertitta Center, and Kendrick Davis didn't even play. Yep. And DeAndre Williams is in foul trouble. You know who was actually really good in the second half of the game was Elijah McCadden. Really? He lived at the basket. I, I really like Houston. I think offensively they have some shortcomings at times, even though I really like Marcus Sasser. What, really are, like they? what are they? I, they have small guards. So if you've got really big guards that can be physical with them and take some things away, it could give them some issues. They, you could turn them over. Memphis really turned them over in that game. I want to say they had – turn. let me look. Uh, they had only 11. It felt like more. The last two games, actually, that they had played in the regular season, Houston had 39 turnovers in those two Memphis wins last year. So I think you can turn them over, even though I really like Shed and I I really like Sasser and I really like Mark. I like all three of their guards. Um, I wouldn't say they have a dominant big that scores it, even though I like Jawan Roberts. They'll play through him some. If you can handle the initial surge of, of Houston's defense, the initial pressure, you can find opportunities. Like, if you've got somebody that the, tra- the trap isn't going to make them just turn it over, yep. and you can short roll a big, or you can get it to the weak side, or you can skip it out of the post, you can find open shots. 
Like th- that's what they're going to do. They, Kelvin Sampson is as firm in his belief of what they do as any coach in the country. And I respect that's him. Yeah, no, no, no. And I respect him for it. You know, that's much like what we've seen in the big 10 from Northwestern this year. They trap the post, even when Chucky Hepburn is posting, you know, like that, that's the way Houston is. They're going to trap ball screens. They're going to pressure you. They're going to make you uncomfortable. They're going to punk you on the glass. I I really like this team, but I stand by it. There's not a team in the college basketball that I feel good about picking. I, I really don't. There's nobody. There's not. You go, it's not well, a you go back and forth. That's the problem. Yeah. It's kind of whoever's hot, obviously, you like, right? Alabama was yeah. hot for a while. Purdue was great. Houston, you know, again, you just don't see Houston enough against quality competition right. that I get it. I Listen – I have the same concerns, but but at the same time, Jeff, they beat Virginia on a on a, in a road game. That's as good yes. of a win as as probably anybody had in the non conference. Yep. They they played Alabama. They lost to them. The Oregon game, you schedule that thinking it's going to be a really, and it it just doesn't have that. They might make the tournament. I think they're forty five in Ken Palm right now, so their their schedule is not nearly as challenging. I would say, even even though I know that the coaches in the American talk about how it's a really good league and it. It's, it's, kind it's, of a it's, it's been Houston and Memphis and and then kind of everybody else. It's a right? mid-major so. plus league. That's what it is. I mean, let's face it. That's, you know, right now, that's what you'd, you'd call it. Jairus Walker, before we get uh, on the next subject, um, came in with a lot of hype. You know, top, I don't know if he's a top 15 player. Uh, what do you what do you think about him and his future at the next level? Yeah, I mean, super talented, has a lot of ability, has, has good size. He's 6'8", 240 as a freshman, um, can shoot it from three, can can drive it and put it on the floor. Defensively, he certainly has some shortcomings. I, th- I think he gets in Kelvin Sampson's doghouse with, with some of the defensive mistakes that he makes. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, Kelvin Sampson demands, much like most coaches, but he demands – a lot perfection especially defensively like he he wants guys to play the right way and he wants you to defend at a level that that he demands so i i think he's got a chance uh he's not exactly explosive right um i'm trying to think who he reminds me of he is a skilled four yeah um i don't know who i would compare him to at at the next level i'd have to think about that but i think he's got a chance is he a guarantee to leave this year no, I don't, come, think, I don't think I, anybody's I feel like if he came back next year, he could be a lottery pick. Right, right. I would agree with that. I would agree. Not Again, he's not going to blow you away with, with, with his athleticism. He's kind of got a body like EJ Liddell, but not yeah. really a game like it. But that's the way he, he reminds tall. me. Taller than EJ Liddell, but that has that kind of build. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Again, I wanted to be talked out of Houston. And, and you kind of did a little bit. Like – but you could talk me out of every team, and I could I, talk you I out agree. of every team. I agree. Like that's the kind of the the, the beauty and the curse of this year is. The, and I think really it's, it sets no us team. up. It sets us up for an NCAA tournament that's going to be insane. I think so. I mean, I'd be surprised it if it's not. I'd be surprised right. if we don't. You know, again, if if you don't have a, and that's where I do think, honestly, this year more than ever, Rob, I'm going to lean into coaching, it, it, and and literally, if it's close. All right, coaches in the NCAA tournament rather than teams, because I don't think there's that big a difference between so many of these teams that I'll take the coaches that have been there, done that before, because I, I think they're going to have a major advantage. Um, point guard play a little bit too. You know, teams without a point guard, you know, they're not, you know, I, I, I find it hard um, to, to go deep. All right, you saw Houston beat Memphis, like you said, without their star Kendrick Davis. 
who's been pretty darn good. His usage rate is higher than almost every. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. crazy. Right. It's crazy. crazy. Him and DeAndre Williams, have, and they're two of the top six scorers in the league. Right. Now, I made a controversial uh, statement the other night about Penny Hardaway. And my question was, is Penny Hardaway the right guy for the job moving forward with the Tigers program? And I'm going to defend myself before I ask you to push back or, or agree with me. Uh, all I'm going to say is, listen, it's year five. They've been in the tournament once. They barely made the tournament last year. I know people say, well, they had a nine seed, then I played Gonzaga, but they needed those two wins against Houston to get in against a Houston team that was, again, without Sasser, without Mark. Um, they got it. Uh, and, and let me say, too, I love Penny Hardaway. Love him. Uh, I root for Memphis. But my take is, Rob, they've been fairly irrelevant for five years now, nationally. Fairly irrelevant. Barely got in the tournament last year. Barely getting in if they get in again this year. Don't you have higher expectations if you're a Memphis fan than just getting into the tournament? I mean, I think that he's still in a good place. Won the NIT. He's made the tournament. Why, why do we today. talk about winning the NIT like it's something that means something? I don't because would we stop. I think I think you can make the argument though that if you won the NIT, that you could say that okay, well maybe we should have been an NCAA tournament team, right? You're the 69th best team. Hooray! Good job. Come on, what are we doing here? What is their success outside of John Calipari? They, with, they, they were good with Penny. They were Larry good with Penny. Finch. Yeah, yeah. With Penny, and it looks like they were good in the early '80s. Is that right? They were thirty-one and four in nineteen eighty-four. But they've got a lot of seasons where they're hovering around five hundred or just getting to eighteen, nineteen. I don't think their history is amazing. I just, I think that he is going to to be a guy that can get recruits. Certainly, sometimes they can be frustrating to watch offensively. I, I don't think that they have the most explosive offense in the world. But he he is a selling point. He's he's kind of a to me he's an iconic player of the nineties. Of course, he, he really is. and I'm I think not that denying. That, I'm not Penny. saying that. Let me let me finish. I'm saying that that's going to to hold sway with players that want to get to the NBA. Okay, I think okay. that's why he got Kendrick Davis. I think that that's you know certainly why he got a guy like James Wiseman. I I just you know, are you in the dark? Or I know it's starting to get dark outside. I still just think he he is the guy to lead them forward. I, I really do. I, I'm not ready to give up. I, I just think that is. outside I, of the John Calipari era, they they haven't been great. And I, well, how did that go with you know Tubby Smith's a good coach? How did it go with him? He was a horrible hire there. He was a horrible hire. Pastner. Okay, hey, Josh. How did Pastner, it go with Josh Pastner? Who wasn't? Listen, I'm not defending Josh Pastner at Memphis at all. You know how he went to four tournaments in, in seven years at Memphis. Now three of them were in Conference USA. When that leaks, but it's not like the Americans so much better. I still, and I also think that with Penny, he gets a longer leash because he is a Memphis Tiger. Okay. I, you Fair. could say that's wrong, but Fair. I think that no, that I, is one I, of the I'm icons of the, much like Patrick Ewing would get a longer yep. leash at Georgetown yep. and much like anybody else, Matt Painter, Juwan, former player, it makes it a different deal. I think he still deserves time to go forward and prove that with the portal, and with I'm the way he's saying recruited. we fire him today. I'm not saying that. I was never saying that. Basically, what I was saying is like, all right, like he's done an okay job there. Like if yeah. you're grading Penny Hardaway so far. Right. But I don't think he's gotten an F either. I, no, I no, would say it's. No, no, no. He, but again. A C plus me, or B minus. The expectations, if you're a Memphis Tiger fan, are not just to sneak in 
the NCAA tournament. Well, what, what are the expectations? What is a fair expectation? Is it is it the John Calipari, Derrick Rose team? Here's what it is. Here's is what it the Tyreek Evans teams? Like where where should we say they they are? Here's what I would say. If you were Penny and in your first five years, you went to the tournament three times and you made it past the first weekend once, I would say that's solid. That's good. That's good. Like to me, that's good. So he's one tournament shy. And some people could say, well, in the COVID year, maybe, maybe he would have went. Um they I were think, on the border, right? Yeah. And they were, they're they're they're, they're right there this year. They may not get in. I mean, they're like I think as play. long as they win out in uh, outside of the Houston game and make the right. final, they would get in. But they're capable be at like of 25 wins. They are. They are. Yeah, like the wins to me are, are are a little bit deceiving because you and I both know this league is not very good this year. This league is not very good. I mean, they they, they got two quadrant one wins all year round. In the in the non-conference, they've lost at St. Louis. St. Louis isn't very good. Seton Hall, they're okay. They lost to them on, on a neutral court. Um, Alabama, no shame. Then in conference, they've lost at Tulane, at UCF, at home against Tulane, and now Houston. So yeah. I think you're right. You got to win at Wichita, Cincy at home, at SMU. Then you can lose the last game at Houston, and you're probably in the NCAA tournament. If you lose two of those four, you might have to go to the, the finals of the, of, of the American tournament. And what what is the expectation going forward, would you say? Because Houston leaves, Cincinnati leaves, UCF leaves. Oof. They've got to be the alpha dog of the, the league, right? I mean, they they're, they're going to they yeah. better run the, that shit, to be honest. They better run that league. Uh, and I just feel like they should be the clear-cut number two right now, and they haven't been. That's what I when, would say. When you mentioned Memphis wins, did you say Auburn? I wasn't listening to what you were saying. Uh, they beat Auburn. They beat Texas A&M. Yes. They beat Mississippi. Yep. They beat Stanford. So they've beaten high-major teams, but those teams, other than Auburn, have not been great. And Auburn's well, A&M's, not A&M's a tournament team, though, aren't they? A&M's better than Auburn. Yeah, A&M's their best win. That's their best win. Auburn in Atlanta, a, a decent win also. Um, yeah, again, I, I'm not saying Penny's done a bad job. I'm saying I expected more. I expected more. And and if I'm Memphis, well, the, fans, the recruiting in the Wiseman team had so much hype, and then it got dismantled so fast. Right. right. You know, it, it's that yeah. never had a chance to really happen. So yeah. I, I don't think that that's fair. No doubt. No doubt. What what else you want to talk about? Anything else we got to cover today? We've covered a wide variety of topics in this in this podcast. We have um, covered a wide variety. I'm trying to think if there's anybody or anything else. All right, here's what, one. What about? I, one. I got one. What about Go Mick Cronin saying this stuff about UCLA and the reveal? What? Who gives a shit about the reveal? Like you're gonna get bent out of shape over something that's fictional? I know. Like, what know. are you doing, Mick? But but is it even unfair to say that they were? I mean, they don't have. Nice. Their wins aren't incredible outside of the Pac-12. Lost to Illinois, lost to Baylor. Right. They beat Maryland on the road. That's a good win. They beat yep. Kentucky neutral. Yep. Solid. Okay. Not great. Right. But Not then, the, and then the Pac-12 is bad. It's a it's a mid-major plus. So what, where did he think he should be? Put? I don't know. Mick just likes to get bent out of shape sometimes. You know, same thing. Here's another one like that. Jeff Capel got upset. Did you see this? Yeah. Over the ACC network um, yeah. being ob- objective 
God, uh, he hyped VTN though. He showed he showed love to Big Ten Network. Because yeah, you kiss you kiss everybody's ass in the Big Ten. That is not true. He was talking about you. True. He was talking all about you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Capel wants you on the ACC Network. They need to bring yeah. me in to 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 rehab the image of the league, huh? Would you kiss? Be that you guy. kiss right now if you were on the ACC Network? How would you handle it? Because the league stinks. I agreed. I mean, especially when Carolina is down and Duke is just okay. And you've got all these, I mean, the ACC to me is in such a weird place Yeah, because you have so many, not so many you and, and Pittsburgh has bucked this narrative this year, but you have teams at the bottom that when I was growing up as a kid, they were good to great Louisville, Georgia tech. I would throw Boston college in there was good. You know, yep. you think about the Troy Bell teams and those guys, they, they were good. Wake, Chris Paul, that, that type of deal, Syracuse, and Pitt. And Pitt's been better this year so that you can take them out. But but it just feels like they were good in different eras and different leagues. And in the ACC, they don't necessarily fit. Now, Virginia is still very good. Yep. Miami, Florida has had a nice year. But everybody else is just kind of like – and the bottom is – Whoa. I mean, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, you could throw into that. And not that it's been like that for a long time with them, but in this year, Notre Dame is not what we have seen them as. I love, listen, I'll say this. I love the big 10 network. I do. I think you guys do a great job there. I think you are pretty darn objective from you to DeCourcy uh, to, to everybody else there. I, I think you guys really do a good job. Uh, ACC network's newer. They're starting out. Maybe yeah. they are more homers. Or, or not, he's saying they're not Homer enough. Yeah, he wants to be more Homer. But it's look, it's easy know. to be objective at the Big Ten Network when you look at the league and teams two through twelve or even thirteen good. now. Are Nebraska good. are actually pretty good. Yeah, and I'm looking at their league. How are you going to sell Louisville at four and twenty four? Well, the only thing I would or say is at two and fourteen. Like you can't. you can't. You have what you have. I mean, you. It's just the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. I think the Big Twelve is the best league. Bar none this yep. year. And I think the Big Ten is right there behind it at second. But it's pretty easy to sell the second-best league when you have the parity of the good teams that the Big Ten has this year. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, well, listen, uh, I'm going to let you go so you can try to keep raising some money for that statue because, listen, nobody, nobody. I, I, if, if they raised money for a statue, I would tell them to donate it to a, a good cause. Do not build a statue of me. The, I the don't, best part I don't with everybody – Everybody agreed on the same thing. If they do have a statue of you, it's got to have the knee brace. Has to have the knee brace. I want to be remembered as the bouncy version of myself prior to multiple ACL tears. <laughs> it will never happen. Well, it will never, cool ever thing. happen. All right. Well, I'm, about to, I'm about to pull up the high school highlight tape to, to jog some memories out here. To me too. For those listening, you don't even know how many dunk uh, already dunks that Hummel sent to me. Yeah. Uh, you know what? One of my buddies uploaded – he sent me my our high school tape. So now when I, you start talking shit, I'm just going to film these things and start sending them out. You know what our That's- intro is going to be, right? From now on for our pod, Matt Painter. And I ask him if he's retailing. No, 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 no doubt. Absolutely not. No chance. He was a great player, but we can't, we can't raise a, a dime for, for this statue. So Painter, <laughs> hell of a job. Kramer, Zach Eady, the woman at the counter at the bookstore. You did a hell of a job too. And uh that it was fun doing. I gotta say it was really fun doing. It's keep it, your it day up, job, dude. You suck at acting. You and Rob suck at juices acting. with me. All right. 
Make sure you subscribe. Uh, Hummel and Goodman podcast. Uh, see you next week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.